With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know what that sound means? We are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast after a couple of weeks off. Took a little bit of time to uh, recover from the five-game series against the Toronto Raptors. But we are back now, ready to go for free agency. Talk a little NBA playoffs. All NBA teams. All defensive team. Aaron Gordon snub. Nick Vucevic snub, perhaps. If you're just joining us for the first time after our long layoff, I am Nick Grunowitz with Scott Inez. You can hear Scotty weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN 580 Orlando. You can follow him on Twitter at Inez Says. You can follow me on Twitter at ESPN 580. Nick, uh, let's let's jump into this whole thing. It's episode 20-whatever. I can't remember exactly how many episodes we've had. but 20 plus. Uh, 20 how plus. about that? Yeah, yeah 20 plus. Uh, we've been... We've been out of it for about five weeks now. Uh, now, we've posted some interviews, of course, that you did, Scotty, with Jonathan Isaac and and Nick Vucevic mm-hmm. and Terrence Ross and these guys. But this is the first time that we really had a chance uh, post-Toronto Raptors playoff series loss to kind of break down the magic and some offseason stuff. And there's there is a lot for us to chomp into because so much time has gone by, but... Uh, the news this week about the all-defensive teams and the all-NBA teams, mm. uh, it's got you a little stirred up, I guess I yeah. would say. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start all-defense or do you want to start all-NBA? Let's um, let's start all-NBA, and I think that dovetails into the point I want to make about the Orlando Magic and the all-defensive teams because there were no Magic mentions on any of the all-defensive teams, not even any right. votes. Kyrie Irving got a vote. And Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac did not. But I, what, what I want to talk about is Nikola Vucevic and the all-NBA teams because I think he got screwed. I And I may be the only one out there. I think you are. I, I may be the only one out there, but the three centers who made the teams, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Rudy Gobert, no sign of Vuce. I, I think that Nick Vucevic is a victim of circumstance here, and I think that circumstance is the fact that Vuce played for a team this year that did not get a whole lot of attention. And I think we can go back to the comments on Twitter from Aaron Gordon after not getting any votes, like zero, no votes for the all-defensive teams from earlier this week. Uh, Aaron was ticked off, and and rightfully so. And Aaron's not saying you should have put me on the first team. You should have put me on the second. You, you should have put me somewhere. He's not saying that. He's saying, wait a minute, what? Like, I didn't get any votes? Like, we... One of the best teams defensively in the second half of the season. And a top 10 or 11 defensive team in the league. Like, none of us got any votes? Like, there's something wrong here. Brooke Lopez got a vote. Come on! Really? Ed Davis got a vote. Jordan Bell got a vote. Jordan Bell's an okay defender, but he's also on the bench for Golden State playing how many minutes a game. Fad, uh, uh, yeah, Fad Young got a vote. For That's Indiana. all I'm asking. I'm not asking for any of these guys, Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon, to be on an all defensive team, Nick. All I'm saying is recognize 
one of the best defensive teams in the second half of the season with one vote. That's all I'm at somewhere, from somewhere. Give me one vote. So you, you, you get that earlier in the week. And, and, you know, yesterday, as we're taping this today, Nikola Vucevic is left off all three of the all-NBA teams. Now, again, I may be the only one in this camp, other than some some uh, some Magic fans listening right now, but I'm, I'm looking at Vooch's numbers here, man. I mean, 20.8 points, 12 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.1 blocks. Uh, he shot nearly 52% from the field, 36 from three, 79 from the line. His team makes the playoffs. Um, he leads his team back to relevance, or so we thought, apparently, with 17-plus wins from last year. Vooch was awesome. He was awesome. He even took steps better to, to get better defensively this year. So, look, I'm not going to argue against a Nikola Jokic making the first team All-NBA team. No, he was he's a top five guy in the MVP yeah. conversation. Nikola yeah. Jokic should be there. But if you look at the teams from the center position, the two guys that it seems like you have some sort of a beef with are Joel Embiid and, and Rudy Gobert. Those are the other two centers. By the way, I think what the NBA needs to do here, because to me, the All-NBA teams, this is not an All-Star team. This is the, this is the best reflection of the best 15 players in the league. Am from, I right or from wrong From this here? season. Yes, from, from this, this season. season. Yes, yes, the best 15 yes. players in the league. Yep. To me, this is the real museum right. of the NBA's 2018-2019 season. Agree. When I go back through the All-NBA teams, I want to be able to look and say, okay, these guys were the 15 best dudes. So yep. what the NBA really needs to do, get rid of positions. Well, we've we've already started to do that in the All-Star game, haven't we? Yes, and so I don't know why we don't follow suit. That's a a fair point. With the All-NBA teams, because here's the thing. Do I think that Rudy Gobert is a top 15 player? No. Clay Thompson should be on that list. He's a top 15 player. Do I think that, I mean, I I, I don't know. um, Do I think that Kemba Walker is a top 15 player? No. But there was another guard spot. They had right. to put him in there, and, right. and that's where he and ends left out Clay Thompson. Exactly. Yes. And, and Clay and Thompson. Th- gets to left your out. point, Clay Thompson should be a top fifteen player in this league. Exactly. So, to your point, I think I think eventually the NBA is going to have to go toward that, but especially with the amount of money that is tied to this. But but with the game as it's played right now, we're putting three centers. Yes. Right. And and yes, we can argue about the center being devalued over the last number of years in the NBA, but. The game as it's being played right now with these all-NBA teams is you get two guards, two forwards, and a center on these teams. Right. Okay. And and I get your point about Nick Vucevic. Nick Vucevic was the most valuable player, in your opinion, for the Orlando Magic. For me, it's it's still Terrence Ross. That's fine. I I almost jumped off my own corner there, but I'm not going to do it. But (laughs) Nick Vucevic was extremely valuable for the Magic this year. Let's let's talk about these two guys, Embiid and Gobert. And let's start with Gobert, okay? okay. Because Embiid kind of dovetails into another topic that we want to get into on the podcast today. Heart and and Hustle podcast, you got to love it. Um, But let's talk about Rudy Gobert here. You're such a radio guy. You just yeah, tried, you, you almost reset there. I didn't know. You? I almost did. Like we're, we're Don't have to do that on that, a podcast, do you? That, that internal clock went off for you. Seven minute mark. <laughs> I got to reset. Scott Inez here. Nick Grunowitz with me. Thanks for joining That's us. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, I almost did. But let's talk about Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at his numbers. Not as good as Nick Vucevic this year. Offensively, nope. no. 
Uh, well, you know what you're going to get with Gobert, right? And, and Gobert. Stifle Tower. Right, right. He, he's likely a front runner for the Defensive Player of the Year or one of the guys who's going to win it. Could he's going to be in the or, conversation. Okay, he's going to be in the conversation. But I, I'm looking at his numbers here. They, they don't compare to Vooch's 15.9 points, 12.9 rebounds. He did shoot 67% from the field because all he does is dunk. Um, and, and here's your defensive stopper. You know, rim protector, 2.3 blocks per game. That's not out of this world. Well, no, because a lot of teams just stop trying. I understand that. I understand that. But And, yes, he is a great defensive player, but offensively, he's just not very good. <laughs> Let's call it like it is. He's not very good. Um, I thought it was a reach to put Rudy Gobert in at the third team. I think Vooch should have been there. Now, Joel Embiid. I am not, and we talked about this yesterday on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. I am not denying this kid's talent. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed with Joel Embiid and his talent. Um, the numbers were terrific for Joel Embiid this year. But look how many games he played. Like, at some point in time, the NBA or, or the media, whoever's voting for this, and we'll get into that coming up, but the NBA is going to have to look into, you know, with these all-NBA teams like, you're, you're going to have to have a threshold. You're going to have to have a number uh, be, because the more we continue, the more this load management stuff is going to build up, right? It, it's, it's not going away anytime soon. I mean, Joel Embiid played, what, 64 games this year? Kawhi Leonard played yeah. 60 this year. Joel Embiid played 64 games. Nick, so, in other words, Joel Embiid was not available for his team for – what is that? I'm do, doing my uh, UCF math here. That's 18 games? Oh, that is 18, 18 games. 18 games yes. this year. Nick Vucevic, he played 80 out of 82. I understand. But, I mean, like, this is a different NBA where load I management is it, part of this. I mean, Kawhi Leonard made the second all-NBA team, and he played 60 games. So right, the but talent is undeniable no, there, undeniable. and that's what these votes are a reflection undeniable. of. Undeniable. The ta- you're absolutely right. But it's it's not only talent, it's also the type of season that these guys had this year. I'm not talking about overall. I'm talking about the type of season they had this year. And to me, Nick Vucevic, because he went out and gave you, what, 16 more games than Joel Embiid this year? I I, I just think that matters. And and the NBA is going to have to somehow, some way with these all-NBA teams reconcile the fact that we're going to get more and more load management and more and more of these guys if, in fact, the NBA schedule is kept at 82 games. Mm -hmm. And we're not quite sure what's going to happen with the schedule in the future. You and I have talked a lot about this on ESPN 580, the whole load management culture, and and you think that it is you you and Jeff Van Gundy and Stan Van Gundy who joins us every single week on Wednesdays, Wednesdays. You guys... You guys hate it. I, for me, like I just accept it. It's just the right, way that it, right. I've grown up in this era in the NBA. The guys just don't play a full season. They play right. like sixty games, seventy games, whatever. And even this season, like this season, if you think that maybe load management, it could be a fad. Oh, get ready. No, no, because like there's been there's been only the evidence to continue load management. No doubt. Look, Joel look at the Raptors and yes. what they're doing right now. Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors won last yep. night as we're taping this. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the playoffs this year. He played 60 games. Joel yep. Embiid made second team All NBA. He played 64 games. Uh, your players are better when they play somewhere in the 60s, especially when you get to the postseason. And behind Kawhi Leonard in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, Joel Embiid was the best player in that series. Just you just continue. have to do it. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. But I just think when you take a look at Nick Vucevic and the kind of season he had in turning this Magic franchise around, 
I think you have to give him the nod. Now, I can make my argument against Joel Embiid. He's such a great talent. It would be hard for me, if I were king for a day, to pull him off an all-NBA team. But I would certainly put a Nick Vucevic in front of a Rudy Gobert. And I would, uh, to me, I would put Nick Vucevic ahead of a Carl Anthony Towns as well. His team didn't even make the playoffs this year. I would put Vooch in front of Carl Anthony Towns at this point, and and Carl Anthony Towns is an unbelievable talent. But at some point, you get to start winning some basketball games. There you Nick go. Vucevic started doing that this year. Plus seventeen, I, Nick. I know. I know. I, I, I totally get it. You have it. to I, factor that there, in the equation, don't you? There is a point where I look at teams like Phoenix and I look at teams like Minnesota and I start saying, like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, we're we're funneling our best talent to these types of teams. And you know what? Year after year, they can't seem to develop them. I mean, do I really need another year of Phoenix firing a first-year head coach? And just, <laughs> oh, well, you know, look at how good Devin Booker is. Well, that's great. They won 18 games right. again. So right. I agree with you there, the fact that, Carl Anthony Towns got more votes than Nick Vucevic. You know why that happened? Because Nick Vucevic has a funny last name, played at USC, and Carl Anthony Towns was the number one pick years ago, and everyone is still in love with well, him. Well, and he plays in Orlando, too. He, he played well, yeah, in near irrelevance for six-plus years. Yeah, but Cat played in Minnesota. Like I, I, I understand, but I, I would be willing to bet that the Minnesota Timberwolves were on national TV a lot more than the Orlando Magic were this past year. Probably because when the schedule was set, Jimmy Butler was still on that team. Right. And I was like, oh, this team might be good. So you're, right. you're right. definitely right about that. And the whole Jimmy Butler thing, they get a lot more attention than they should. But uh, I have a hard time putting Nick Vucevic on there just because of the guys that are in front of him. Rudy Gobert changes the entire dynamic of the basketball game when he's out there on defense. And offensively, yes, he's not as talented. He doesn't have as much skill as Vooch, but he's not a complete liability out there. And that Utah team won more games in a tougher conference than the Orlando Magic sure. did. Uh, yes, they have a, a star in Donovan Mitchell, a young budding star, but uh, Rudy Gobert to me, if I if we were doing a schoolyard pick him, I guess, and you had the four guys that are on these teams, and I'm talking about Jokic, Okay. Gobert, All Embiid, right. and Vucevic. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Jokic one. Yeah, well, I guess we're just gonna power rank them. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go. Jokic one, Embiid two. Wow. Mm. Schoolyard. We're talking schoolyard here. Yeah, I'd probably go. Based on this season, I'd go Vooch three, I'd go Anthony Towns four, and I'd go Gobert wow, five. Wow, no love we're for playing, Rudy we're, Gobert. We're playing on the schoolyard here, man. You got to fill it up, dog. We're playing on the schoolyard. I understand, but that blacktop is still a guards and wings league, just like the NBA, and Gobert fits. I mean, to me, Gobert fits into the same likes of kind of a pick-and-roll defensive guy. He's perfect for that Utah team, and Vooch did what he had to do. Does he deserve more, more recognition? Absolutely, but yeah. I didn't. I when I saw that he wasn't on the All NBA team, didn't surprise did, me, and I wasn't did, as yeah. outraged as you. Yeah, were. I, I was. I, you know, I, I heck, I, I hate to say it was outraged, but I, I no, was there was some genuine outrage. I, I was surprised that Nick Vucevic wasn't on an NBA now an All NBA team. Now, what did he get four votes? I think it was. For yeah. him to only, that's that's a little outrageous and, and that, for Carl that, Anthony Towns to be head and shoulders above him in the voting. That's where I think it's a little outrageous. That leads us to our next topic and and that is the media voting for these all nba teams look i think vooch got rooked there with the all nba votes was he going to get a supermax deal from somebody or from from the orlando magic 
uh, after making the All NBA team. That's really team, the no. big thing in this is if he does make it, all of a sudden you're on the hook for the supermax, and it's then just, you're in trouble because well, there's no way no, then you he's can gone. afford. Then exactly, he's gone, and it's just I, the Magic did dodge a bullet. Right, there, I right. Guess. So it's a good thing, I guess, that the Orlando Magic didn't have to pay him his supermax. I hadn't, deal. I hadn't even considered that. Right, I hadn't even considered that. And you know what? You're a Gobert injury and a Carl Anthony Towns injury away from all of a sudden, like, hey, Nick Vucevic, supermax. $50 million. There's no way you can afford to pay Nick Vucevic a Supermax. So I, I guess I guess the, the feelings are mixed here, but the national media being able to decide who gets to make Supermax contracts, to mm-hmm. me, is absolutely absurd. The, the NBA, the Players Association, I know they agreed upon this a few years ago, um, but it's ridiculous because, number one, the media cannot do its dro- uh, job properly. It just can't. It just like the media doesn't watch each and every game being played each and every night. You can't do it. I mean, case in point, Orlando. D- does anybody outside of Central Florida know that this team finished with 17 more wins than it did last year? That's the best turnaround in the league, folks. So to put the media in a position to where they're deciding the fate of, let's say, Clay Thompson. You know, we mentioned. Uh, uh, Nick Vucevic possibly getting a supermax if, in fact, he did make the All-NBA team. How, how about the, the the fate of Clay Thompson and whether he can make $30 million more in his contract this summer? That's not going to happen because he's not on an All-NBA team, which, again, is absurd. Kemba Walker is. I think Kemba b- belongs somewhere on those three teams. But Kemba's going to be able to get a supermax, and Clay Thompson isn't because... Some media member didn't walk, didn't didn't stay up to watch a West Coast game, and Clay Thompson scored forty eight one night. I, I just think there are some people who are covering this game who are in better position to vote on all NBA teams like this. And we talked with Magic analyst Jeff Turner yesterday on ESPN Afternoons about this, and I totally agree with JT. I think the NBA needs to give these votes. These All-NBA votes, the, these MVP votes, Defensive Player of the Year, whatever it is, I think they need to give these votes back to the NBA broadcasters. And I get mm. it. The, re- the reason why the NBA stopped is because you, you had a lot of local yokels out there right. voting for their guys. Right. I mean, there's, there needs to be a stipulation here, and that is that you can't vote for can't your vote own Can't vote for dudes. your own guy? I'm totally good with yeah, that. because did you see who got a vote for third-team All-NBA? No. Marvin Bagley. Like Marvin Bagley's not it. Like Marvin Bagley, he was a nice rookie player. Absolutely, this year, he deserved to be on the no. All Rookie oh, Team as one of the ridiculous. top five picks. Uh, he had a he had a very nice year. Got injured towards the end of the season, which felt like it kind of cost the Kings their their playoff run. But Marvin Bagley's not a top fifteen player in the NBA, and he's probably three or four years away from even being in the conversation as a top fifteen player in the league. And whoever voted for him third team, just take their vote away. Yes, I totally agree with that. But I I agree with JT. I think the NBA either either needs to bring these votes back to the television and radio broadcasters uh, of those individual teams because these guys are out there watching games every night, Nick. That's the thing. Like, you know who's coming in and killing you. Uh, yes. You do. Exactly. Our, our guy, games. Our guy, Dennis Newman, with the Magic Radio Network and David Steele, we've had here on the podcast, and Jeff Turner, those guys, and yes, there is a local yokel feel to this. I get it. As long as you're not allowed to vote for your own guys, I'm cool with it because you know who's coming in and yep. absolutely murdering you night after night. And you're talking to the coaching staff and you're talking to the players. Yep. And the, the same way that when the Clippers got done with the Warriors after that first round series and you had 
Lou Williams and I'm for oh Pat Beverly after that. So it's like we couldn't stop him because he's Kevin Durant. Right. They're hearing that after every single game. When right. you're talking to right. your to your players on on the team you're covering, yep. and they're saying that dude's a monster. Yep. That I I agree with you. Those guys are watching 82 games in a season, and there are a lot of media members where they're just. A lot of me, a lot of bloggers. Yeah, those guys. They're watching what's on TNT's Tuesday exactly. night. Exactly. If you want to put a stipulation in, like me included, where... I don't deserve a vote. I'm watching TNT's Tuesday night game. I'm not right. watching Minnesota Atlanta. But but on, on a Wednesday night. But if they're doing an all G League team, I think Nikki Football's the voice of the Lakeland Magic deserves to have a vote. Theo Pinson's never getting a vote from me. <laughs> I understand I'm that. Sorry, he had a Theo. big shot for you. That Maybe that's a reason playoff. why not to do it. But Theo, right. I'm sorry. But I just think I think you need to give it back to the TV and radio broadcasters for each individual team and have a stipulation to where those guys can't vote for their own guys. Or, or, and I know the coaches don't want any part of this, but give it to the NBA coaches. No. They're the guys who are going out. And, and again, you have to have a stipulation to where you can't vote for your own guys. Yeah, but then you know what coaches do? Coaches, the GMs get in the coaches' ears, and they say, "You know what? Vote for this guy because I, then I, I know and, all of a sudden, and, and now, all of a sudden, no one's voting for Kemba Walker because they don't want Charlotte to be able to offer him the supermax." Then there's a little, there's too much of that too, and and, and now we get to the crux of the problem. Well, there's no perfect. There's way to no do this. zero. Right. I pitched yesterday on live, local, and loud that you give it to some sort of panel of former NBA players, and someone immediately texted in who listens to the show every day, and 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 she had a really good point. And that was, well, these former NBA players all have axes to grind, too. No, Everyone right. everyone has an axe, and they're going to take right. it to the whetstone, and they're going to grind it on this. And there's, Is there a way to do this, though, where there's the least amount of that possible? I think the best way is to go back to the NBA broadcasters and have, you stipula- have the stipulation in there saying that they cannot vote for their own guys. I think that's the best way to do it because, l- let me tell you something, I, I-, I was part of an NBA broadcast team not too long ago, and I can tell you those dudes – know more about the game than any blogger on the face of the planet. Please give it back to the TV and radio broadcasters. One more quick thing before we finish up here. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Sorry. No. No, right, go ahead. Just, right. I mean, I, I know, I know we, want, <laughs> we there's plenty of time still to get into Nick Vucevic and Terrace Ross, oh, and I know we'll get into right. that too, but go ahead. Um, we were talking about the all-defensive teams, and yeah. our good friends at Reddit actually posted Aaron Gordon's defensive stats compared to the first and second team. Hmm. Um Spoiler alert, they're better than pretty much everyone does on not, both those teams. Does not um, surprise me at all. In terms of defensive rating, Aaron Gordon's defensive rating, better than Giannis Adetokounmpo's, Rudy Gobert's, Paul George's, right there with Marcus Smart and Eric Bledsoe's. Hmm. Points off turnovers, Yeah, it's the exact same. Uh, I'm sorry, it's, um, it's, it's more than Marcus Smart who made the first team and right there with Rudy Gobert. In terms of usage rate, right there with the first team. This is a guy that didn't receive a vote whatsoever, and his number's comparable, comparable to the first team. On the second team, it's just as good as the players on the second team, if not better in some categories as well. So mm. this just makes more of a mockery of some of this voting. It, it does, and I think it goes back to the crux of the problem right here in, 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 in the media voting. I, I think if you give it back to those broadcasters of those individual teams uh, and and make that stipulation to where they can't vote for their own guys. I think it's it, is it the perfect way to do this? No, but uh, all those guys that you just mentioned on the all defensive teams, pretty much all those guys are on quote unquote marquee basketball teams sure. this year. Teams that get a lot of attention from 
the national media. And as we all know, the Orlando Magic got zero attention from the national media. We, we didn't hear word one about the Magic winning 17 more games than they did One all nationally last year. televised game this year. And, and that final was the very the end of the year, right? Yeah, Against final Charlotte. game of the year yeah. where you beat Charlotte and all these votes were pretty much done and cast and right. that was it. And right. Yeah, this was the, what, first or second best defensive team in the league the second yeah. half of the year. Yeah, we, we got to change this, NBA. We got to change this. This is ridiculous. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so you want to get into Vooch and Ross? Okay, or yeah, we we, do, that, we, do we do that on another no, episode No, we, we can do that real quick. All right. We, we can do that real quick. Um, look, I, I, I've said time and time again, if you are the Orlando Magic you cannot afford to lose Nick Vucevic. And I know a lot of you were talking about it. I know there's a lot of uh, buzz about Nick Vucevic and what's going to happen in free agency this summer. The Magic cannot afford to lose Nick Vucevic. I mean, this is a team that was irrelevant. We just talked about it for six-plus years, and all of a sudden, relevance comes. And we like this again. We, we, we enjoy NBA basketball again here in Orlando. You have some uh, semblance of relevance back, and all of a sudden the arrow is now up on the Orlando Magic for the first time in a long time, and now you're telling me that you're not going to sign Nick Vucevic? That, it, it just doesn't jive, Nick. You're caught between a rock and a hard place. I realize that you, you have Mo Bamba yes. in back of him, but but now the arrow is up finally. You can't go backwards here, and I know it's going to depend upon the number that that that's out there, you know, in the free market for Nick Vucevic, and, and I realize that Jeff Weltman is not going to overpay for Vooch. He's not. you got to bring him back. The feeling that I continue to get when I talk to some people is that the Magic are nervous the number is going to be too large. Yeah. And that they really don't have a plan to take over for Nick Vucevic because they want to be conservative with Mo Bamba's minutes next year. They want to do the same thing with him that they did with Jonathan Isaac in year two, and that's kind of let him work his way into a season. And you see what Jonathan Isaac did this year. This is a guy coming off a stress fracture. They expect him to play in summer league and be ready for the season. But uh, – the other the other guy you have is Timofey Mozgov. So it's right. it's very difficult for Orlando, I think, to go sign Nick Vucevic to a big time deal because once again, you're investing in a guy where the top the the ceiling for this team then is forty two wins. And can you do that? I just I I think that you have to have a number that works, and after that, it's going to be painful, but a smart front office says, sorry, Nick, then we got to let you walk. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure that the ceiling for this team is 42 wins coming off uh, a year in which Steve Clifford served as the head coach uh, for just one year. Let, let, I think the jury's still out in terms of the ceiling for this particular basketball team, but in the end, look, I, I know he's going to have his suitors out there, and we've talked about it on mm-hmm. our Heart and Hustle podcast with the Kings and the Mavericks and, the and Knicks. potentially the Knicks and, and the Lakers, and maybe the Lakers and and even the Nets, depending on what happens with the Nets. The one makes Russell. no 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 yeah. sense to me. Like you got Jared well, Allen. They need there. a big dude. I mean, they they they, they, they got, need a dude with some talent. Down yeah, low. but they 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 that front office that Sean Marks in that front office they they really care about verticality. They care about shot blocking and and defense from the center position. That's mm-hmm. why they like Jared Allen so much. Yeah. Um I, I don't I don't understand Nick Vucevic is a fit there. Well I I don't either, quite frankly. 
but the bottom line is the Orlando Magic cannot let this guy go. Now, you, you sign him, and, and could you trade him in the future? If Mo Bamba turns into something, yes, but you cannot afford to allow Nick Vucevic uh, to leave. And look, I, I want both Vooch and T. Ross back. I think everybody, every Magic fan agrees with that. The Human Torch was instrumental uh, as to what happened in Orlando this year. If I were to give a priority list, I know yours and mine would be different. I'd put Vooch 1 and T. Ross 2, but I want them both back. He had a breakout year this year. I read an article uh, just yesterday, I believe, saying that the Houston Rockets would love to make room for Terrence Ross. Who wouldn't? Because oh, that these would guys, be a perfect fit. Yeah, exactly. But these guys don't exist no. out there. Other than Lou Williams and Terrence Ross, right? Yeah, that would be such a great pickup for... For the Houston Rockets. And I think Terrence Ross would be great to break up the fights between Chris Paul and James Harden. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're going to have to manipulate that salary cap. Look, the Orlando Magic are in a position to where they they will they can pay Terrence Ross more than anybody else out there. Depending on what that number is, um, the Magic are not going to go crazy. We've learned that about Jeff Weltman, the team president. I think a lot is going to depend in terms of Terrence Ross. We talk about the dominoes every free agent year, right? We have so many dominoes to fall before we get to Terrence Ross. So where do those where do those dominoes fall and how much do they sign for? And we're talking about the marquee class, you know, we're talking about the Durants and, and the Kyrie Irvings and the Jimmy Butlers and so forth and so on. So I think we're going to have to see those dominoes fall first before, you know, things kind of clear for Terrence Ross. I'm not hearing a lot about Terrence Ross right now, but if you want to keep building momentum for the future, if you are the Orlando Magic, to me, you have to re-sign both Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross. I have no idea how Houston can do that. I, I just I just pulled up their cap sheet for next year, and I'm sure there are people smarter than me that yeah. understand it, but, I mean, they're at $120 million <laughs> yeah. Already, they're way over the cap, which yeah. means you're doing a sign and trade for Terrence Ross, which means right. the Magic could get something like some draft picks or whatever. But then you're going to end up with a really tough deal like Aaron Gordon at 14, Eric Gordon at 14. Yeah, as I'm reading that article, I'm going, wait a minute, wait, this doesn't make a whole lot that's of the sense. Moment. You can want Terrence Ross, yes. that's fine, but wanting him and being able to afford him, two totally different things. Yeah, one of my favorite movies is The Patriot with Mel Gibson, and there's yeah. a scene in that movie where the general turns to another one where they're talking about strategy, and he says, in a dream, Corporal, in a dream. In a dream. And yeah. that's how it feels for Houston to get yeah. Terrence Ross in a dream. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I, I would switch it with you. I would end up putting Terrence Ross one, Nick Vucevic two. It's going to be interesting, and of course... I mean, like, we're five weeks away. Mm-hmm. Five weeks away from uh, free agency getting started. You and I will both be on the air on ESPN 580 breaking it down. As now they're starting it at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. So yeah, we're going to have a yeah. full sheet ready to go. Yep. And that is going to do it for us here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. You can listen to Scott and Naz weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando from 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Afternoons with Scott and Naz. Follow him on Twitter at Inez says I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can follow me on Twitter at ESPN 580. You can catch me Monday 6 to 8, Monday night with Nick and Company, Tuesday through Friday, live, local, and loud. Uh, Pretty much anywhere else we have some local programming. You can catch me as well. We will talk to you a lot sooner than the last time that we talked to you, uh, and we'll get into more of this offseason. Of course, the NBA draft around the corner as well. But that's going to do it for us here. Thanks for tuning in and listening. You can go find this podcast wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, re-rate, re-review, do the whole thing. And until next time, Go Magic! Yeah.